Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald, and it is hunting season, everybody. We are, well, we're already into it. I mean, my goodness, this is October, and uh, in September, all our bow hunters have been out there, our muzzleloader hunters, and a lot of early hunters going strong, and today we get to talk with Mr. Mark Warnke, and uh, I got to tell you, I've known Mark for a while, and it is really interesting to see everything he is doing involving pack goats and adventures in the woods and hunting and everything involved with it. And I'm just going to let Mark take it from there. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, I have been perusing all of the different posts you have up on Facebook and, and all over the place and everything you're doing. Uh, with pack goats, and then of course all the adventures that surround that. Uh, fascinating. When did you get into this? Um, I've been running pack goats now for about nine years, and uh, so back in the day when I began, there was no online resources. The gear was all sub subpar. The information was subpar. There was a little bit. It, it, when, when I started nine years ago, there was probably about maybe 10 people doing it seriously in the backcountry. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say seriously, maybe taking, you know, five to seven trips a year, maybe getting in a hundred or 200 miles in the backcountry. Um, and you know, maybe another 10 people who were doing it as kind of a packing in a lunch into a high mountain lake once or twice a year. Now it's grown into my group on Facebook has over 5,000 members. Um, you know, I have about 2000 people who have bought pack goat products in my database and you know it's becoming a global phenomena you know i just packed in mike glover who's probably one of the largest guys in the world in the prepper community owns field craft survival really super cool guy um and the hunting community is probably one of the largest catalysts um that are that are blowing up the pack goat movement because they're just a superior and more affordable pack animal that works along with hunters Hmm, interesting. And so you're based out of Boise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I knew each other years ago when we lived in the same neighborhood. Uh, but now you're raising livestock. So does that mean that uh, you've moved or you have your livestock stored on some other piece of property somewhere? So, no, I, so I own 45 acres now just outside of Boise. Um, you know, we have um, seven acres in the bottom that's all irrigated. And, you know, we have two different creeks that run through the property. And then we basically kind of own a mountain. If you lay that mountain down flat, we own closer to 70. And, okay. you know, the goal is we've, we've, we've really, um, you know, I mean, I, I remain very humble in that this is still a learning experience and I certainly don't know it all, but goats are still such a misunderstood thing by science, the vet community, um, by ownership. I mean, it's, it's one of the last bastions where it is regular to get horrible advice from the quote unquote experts in the goat world. Okay. I mean, if you ask a question on some of the largest, you know, goat forums on Facebook, successful goating with Rosie and goats tips and tricks, you know, those have 30,000 people on it. And if you ask a simple question like, Hey, my goat has, 
you know, roundworms, what should I treat with? You are literally going to get 80 answers and four of the leading experts in a fist fight over what's the best way. Hmm. Um, you know, it just, there is no great uniform information to help the goat community. And so as a result, now that, um, you know, I'm known globally as the goat guy and our brand continues to grow with reality TV shows and discovery channel and documentaries. Um, what we're finding is, is that it's morphed from pack goats to goats. Um, you know, last year people were willing to bunk each other over the head for toilet paper and people began to think about milk and eggs and by far a goat is the best choice on a small farm as a meat and milk critter and people need help learning how to do that and they're seeking our website as a resource how interesting huh fascinating that it has taken off like that now what started all of this for you was it was it the desire to pack into the backcountry? Was it hunting or was it something different? Yeah, it was actually the catalyst was, you know, my, my wife at that time weighs about a buck 15 soaking wet and I had little kids and I spent enormous amounts of time in the backcountry without them and I loved them and missed them. Mm -hmm. And so I needed a stock animal to make it possible to get them in there. And I heard that people were using goats. And so I just dove in and learned how to do that. And as I, you know, I already had kind of a large hunting platform, you know, because I am also an adventurer consultant. I own a company called Top End Adventures and I put people on adventures around the world. But because of that platform, hunters kept going, hey, that's cool. You know, in some of my videos would get two or three or four million views. And I just got riddled with questions where I couldn't handle it. So I finally just started building a YouTube channel and a website that would answer those questions. And now I find myself nine years later seeing being seen as you know, one of the global authorities on goats and definitely on pack goats. That is great. Okay. Well, let's talk about the advantages of using goats when you go into the back country. So what are those? Why goats? Um, great question. Well, you know, they, they don't have to be led. So they follow you like a dog. I can do a string of 13 goats and they'll all follow me because they're super herd bound as a critter. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pack food in. They can take care of themselves as you need to with horses and their water requirements are far less. You know, so you can camp above waterline and actually have them pack in their own water. So you don't have to worry about food. You don't have to worry about water as you do with most stock and you don't have to lead them. And a scared goat runs to you. It doesn't run away from you or all the way back to the trailers 10 miles down the mountain like a horse will. The other advantage is cost. A goat is one quarter the cost and so is all his tack and his care comparatively to both llamas and horses. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're not packing with an animal that literally will stomp your kid to goo. There <laughs> is no good, honest backcountry horseman or mule runner that won't admit that they've either had a near-death experience or already been severely injured by their own stock. So you have an animal that won't kill you in the backcountry while you're trying to, you know, be back there with them. And they're just easy takers. They they take care of themselves really well. Um, Versus when you're high and, and this, you know, you need to know, I, I, I my, my fiance, their, her family has 60 horses. We have horses. We have awesome, awesome stock. 
And I have goats in the pasture too. And I still choose the goats because they're just easier. They're just mm-hmm. an easier animal to pack in the backcountry with. And a major reason is because they can go anywhere I can go. Yeah. Um, horses are, and mules are very limited, you know, in deadfall, rocky, steep, off trail stuff. And goats can can almost outclimb me on any surface. And so, you know, there's all kinds of advantages. The primary disadvantage is that goats have a short packer life. A horse will have 20 years of carrying loads for you where a goat will have about eight. They live a dog's life. Okay. Um, and so they can't really start packing heavy loads till they're three and they're really starting to slow down by 10. Um, and the fact that they're limited in how much weight they can carry my packers that all my goats, I'm probably the biggest breeder of pack goats as well in the United States. So people who want babies, get them directly from me. All my breeders, all my goats are bred to pack 50 to 70 pounds with no problem. So they can still carry heavy loads, but they can't carry 200 like a horse can so that's kind of a list yeah that is a list that's a good list so i guess when you're figuring out well i guess how do you determine how many goats you want to take with you on any any given trip um, well, it's always, it's always dependent on what I'm trying to achieve. You know, if I'm trying, if I want ease and simplicity and, and I got four strong packers, I can get a bowl out with four strong packers. But if I want to get a camp and my bowl out in, I'm going to take six because I can put my camp on two packers and then pack the bowl out on four and pack the horns out myself. If I'm taking a family into the back country and I want to make sure I have steak and eggs, I'm going to pack six because I'm taking two chairs and big tents that I can actually stand up in and pull my pants up and get dressed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have nine person teepees I can pack in on a goat um, that make the backcountry quite luxurious. And there's nothing like a ribeye at 9,000 feet. You know, there's a, there's a saying in my family that there's no spice like elevation. So the higher you are, the better food tastes. If you actually cook good food, it's like rock your world good. And so we enjoy doing that. Idaho is a, People don't know this, but we have 1,300 unnamed lakes in this state. That means 1,300 that don't even have a name yet. So if I spent my whole life trying, I would fail in in seeing half of them. And and bear in mind, I do about 500 miles a year in the backcountry. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, we are the state to live in for this. And goats are our best asset if we want to have a stock animal to help. Now you talked about packing a family in. Is that part of your business? Do you do you take gear in for people and set uh, them? A small a small part. Um, you know, it's my time in the high country and in the elk woods is so dear to me that to give up one of thirty days I can chase bulls with my bow to a client writing me check is becoming less and less important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sharing it with people. So I'm trying to figure out a way to balance that part of my life, but I end up turning away a ton of business um, because I just still love to do it myself. I love to share it, but I'd rather share it with people I love um, uh, for free than I would to get paid to do it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of this a little bit. You, you talked about the fact that goats don't need to be led. So how do you... I guess, how do you train a goat so that it will follow you and it'll stick to you like that? 
Uh, you just bond them with bottle feeding. You know, it's imprinting. Okay. So we take them away from their mom while they're still wet, and we become a goat in their eyes. In fact, we become their alpha. And so these goats are... They believe they're us and we're them. And in the world of goats, no goats ever separate. Nobody ever walks away from one another. When they move, they move together. And so when I move, they follow me. It's just herd dynamics that herd dynamics and bonding. There, there is no training. They do it from when they're three weeks old. And, you know, I, with, a, with a goat that you've raised from a bottle, when you get up into your camp and let's say you're hunting, and you're going to go out and you're going to actually hunt. You're going to be looking for that elk. If you're bow hunting, you're going to be bugling. You're going to be trying to get close. I would imagine you can't have the goats with you at that point. So what do you do with the goats during that time? No, they, they hunt right alongside us that, you know, I don't speak about it publicly very often and I don't show it in my videos very much, but they are an unbelievable asset uh, to have along with you. They are a four legged animal with horns. And so they, if anything, they're neutral or put animals at ease. Oh. Um, so, no, I, I hunt right alongside with them. Um, occasionally, I will bring a camp jack in with me, somebody to take care of the goats and you know, help me out in a base camp, that sort of thing. But, um, no, they're, they're tremendous to hunt right alongside with, they carry their panniers. And when you get an animal down they're right there to pack it out, instead of going back into camp and getting stock and coming back out, they're just ready to pack right then. So that's really interesting. You're trying to keep yourself concealed and not smelled by the elk, but if the elk sees the goats, that's a beneficial thing to you. Yeah. For, for example, just literally seven days ago, I had a bull come down. Uh, we were in the bottom of a Creek bottom. He came down a bald mountain, saw us the whole way in from 200 clear into 25 yards, went downwind of us and came all the way in. And my, my hunter was on the other side of me. So his shot was about 60 yards and he, he, he was worried about taking that shot, but the bull came into me at about 20 yards and he could see and smell us the whole way in and still came in and I could have easily drilled him had I been hunting, but I was calling in for a client. And that's, that's fascinating. So these goats that are, that are being, you know, cared for and raised on your farm down here in Boise, when they see a big bull coming in like that, how do they react? Oh, they, they are unafraid. They don't have a blow up button. In fact, usually during setups, one of my goats will begin raking. They, they are also in rut right now. And even though they're castrated males, they're, they're rubbing trees and being tough. And I mean, I've, I've literally before one time on one setup had five different bulls working in on me. And one of my, I, I looked over the top of one of my goats and there was a bull right on the other side of him, like at five five yards and he was just raking the crap out of a tree, just a hundred percent unafraid. Really? That is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just, they don't have a blow up button. They, they don't, they, they are afraid of predators. Um, but, but you know, again, when that happens, they run to you, you are, they see you as their protector. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but other ungulates, they're kind of like, they're just a bold animal. They're just unafraid. Fascinating. Now at night, uh, when it's time for you to go to sleep, what do you do with the goats? Yeah, we, we highline them. 
any any responsible i mean they'll hang out in camp um but that's irresponsible to do that we have a responsibility to the environment and to you know everybody else who also shares the woods with us not to lose our goats on public land and one of the problems would be if a bear came into camp those goats will run away and then there you are it's dark and you're trying to look for your goats mm -hmm. um it's more advantageous to have them highlined and we sell those kits on packgoats.com and you just roll out a highline everybody's tied up and if a bear comes into camp you they stay tied up and you come out and protect them okay and they're going to let you know if a predator comes into camp very much. Yeah. We actually, you know, again, I have all the courses to teach everybody how to do this, how to raise a baby goat, how to run a milk goat, how to run pack goats, breeding programs, birthing programs. They're all online course based video things that will teach people how to do all this stuff. Everything from loading a pannier to, you know, the simple training, how you teach them to jump in the back of your truck, all that different stuff that people need to know. Um, but yeah, night, nighttime's a, a simple equation. And, and not anything that, that's difficult to train or otherwise. Uh, now, you mentioned that uh, you're taking castrated males or weathers into the backcountry. Do you take exclusively males? Um, I actually will pack a pack doe occasionally because there's nothing like she, she's literally gathering protein and fat for me and spitting out a gallon of milk a day in the backcountry. So she's another food source hmm. and having a doe uh, in camp can really be advantageous um, to that collection of that protein that I now don't have to pack. She just makes for me every day. Um, and she also keeps the weathers eating, you know, does and milk will out eat a weather by almost three times and the weathers will get kind of lazy and, and hang out. Um, in case your listeners don't know, that's what a castrated male goat is called is a weather. Um, and you know, a doe will keep them up and foraging around camp. She'll get them because they're matriarchal naturally. Um, the, the gals lead. Very interesting. Okay. What about breeds? Is there a particular breed of goat that is, I guess, the best for what you're doing? Yeah, the dairy breeds do best by a mile. Um, you know, Alpines, La Manches, Oberhosleys, Sonnen, Sables, those sorts of things. Um, but that said, only about 10% of goats in America will make a good pack goat because of both size and confirmation. So, you know, anybody who's listening that's looking to get into them needs to just have me help them, you know, get the right goats. Um, it's the largest mistake I see people make is going on Craig's list perusing saying well i heard mark said alpines were really good and then just buying a random alpine and hope yeah. that stuff works out you know so for for somebody right now who is hearing this or they're they're tuning into any of the other things you're doing all the different the television and the, and the videos and all of that if they get all excited about it but as you're saying it takes about three years to get a goat ready to pack and they're and they're saying they're going i'm ready to go now i'm excited about this i want to go this summer i want to go next summer how can they get started quicker than than getting that that bottle goat up to three years old? 
Yeah, that's a good question. And that's what everybody asks. Unfortunately, because of the demand in the market right now, how many people are looking for what they're looking for? Um, it's difficult to find adults. No, you can't monetize it. I mean, it costs me about $350 a year to have a goat on a dry paddock and feed them and keep them alive in vet care. Um, so for me, if I were to try to raise a goat for somebody, I'd be charging them $2,000 for a pack goat. And who's going to pay 2000 bucks for a goat? Right. So, you know, it just it's it's not feasible for people to try to look for that. They may get lucky and run across somebody who has to move or is getting a divorce or just change their mind. That becomes possible. Um, But most most of the time I tell people get babies, get started right and then start Hawkeye and Craigslist. And and there's a new homes for pack goats, Facebook group and other things where you may get lucky and bumble into somebody who's kicking off some of their adults. If they already have a pack string and they're kicking off two or three, what they're doing is they're selling their junk and you don't want to buy people's junk because there's a reason they're getting rid of it. But if they are selling their whole string, a lot of times that's a great way to just move in. I will remind you, these goats are ready to pack loads on their second year. And, you know, if you have three and you you get them for me, they're going to be ready to carry 15 pound loads by their third year or their second year. So you still have somebody helping you with 45 pounds. That's still, you know, that's a good start, you know, on the first summer. Sure. And is there, you know, if you're going with a big group of people, is there, is there a point where you have too many goats? Um, yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, running a big string is, is complicated. It's, it's high maintenance. Uh, I mean, I, I've ran as many as 14 packers on the trail at once and it's a lot. Um, and it takes a lot of experience and it also, if you think about it, it takes years to develop a string of that many adult packers because you don't want everybody the same age. You know, if somebody came to me and said, I want to buy 10 packers because I want to string a 10. My advice would be get three this year, three more, two years from now and three more two years from now because you need some old dudes going out. You need some young guys coming up and then you need your meat in the middle that are your A team. Um, so you, you need to spread out their ages. And that is the thing with this. You know, they need to be in shape. They need to be well taken care of. Um, you know, when you got an out of shape horse, he can still get by hauling a hundred pound load, 50% of what he should be handling. But mm-hmm. if you get an out of shape goat and all he can pack is 20 because he's a big pasture potato, then it kind of ceases to be worth it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I always tell people, if you're going to get into goats, there's three things you need to invest in. Good genetic a good saddle because honestly i have the only really well-developed proper saddle for a goat available on the market it's a custom fitted saddle that fits every goat so you're able to adjust it to fit to them and i'll liken it to a good pair of boots if you want to go try to hike 10 miles in a pair of kmart boots good on you because you're going to be sore but if you want to get a good pair of kinetrex they cost 400 bucks well so does a good saddle right so you need a good saddle you need good a good goat and you need good education you got to remember even the vets in this valley in the boise valley there are very few who genuinely know goats there's one 
in the entire Boise to Middleton Valley, there is one and she lives in Shoshone. And even then recently I had a goat pass away because she didn't know how to take care of a procedure very well. And I'm not incriminating her. I've been raising goats nine years. I've never dealt with that situation either, but vets do not know goats at all. So you have to have an education to know how to take care of them. It's unbelievable the amount of bad information that's out there to take care of goats. Very interesting. Well, with with new goat owners that, that want to pack, uh, what what is the most common mistake you see them making? If you could correct it, you'd correct it by a wave of your hand. Great, great question. Buy in their first goats that are not made for packers because they're going to fall in love with them. And then they're going to try to make them work. Mm-hmm. And they're a very expensive thing to raise for four years and then have a turd. It's just better to buy the right thing out of the gate and make sure it's going to go right. Absolutely. Well, this is super interesting. I'm, I'm excited about the prospect here. If people that are listening, they want more information, Mark, they want to watch some of your videos, uh, tune into any of the television stuff, where should they go to find out more information? You know, the the beautiful thing is that if they Google anything to do with pack goats, they're going to find me. So whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, my website, my website is packgoats.com, pack goats, plural. Um, if they Google anything to do with my name, Mark Warnke, so it's M-A-R-C, so Mark with a C and then last name is spelled W-A-R-N-K-E. All that will root back to my website, my YouTube channels, my courses, all the stuff that will teach them everything they need to know. And not only about pack goats, but about goats in general. I'm really moving in that direction. We kind of are the catch-all for everything pack goat. That company is fully developed all the gear line, all the information line is out there. What we're really trying to do as well is help general goat ownership. People who have Nigerian dwarfs in their backyard and want to learn about the milking game. People that have their first doe having a baby. We have a course that teaches them how to help their goat have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to, to learn how to raise a baby goat so it's healthy. All those things are, nobody goes to school to learn this stuff and there aren't good books and there aren't good online resources. And so we're building into all things goat, including the meat goat industry. And that's one of the reasons with this new ranch that we're on is we're going to be developing the meat goat side of things as well, because as far as a footprint goes, the most utilitarian animal that should be on agricultural land is a goat. Um, And they're tremendously delicious as well. And they are the fastest growing segment of agriculture right now is goats. So, you know, if people want to hear what all the hubbub's about and want help learning how to do it, that's what we're positioning ourselves for as a company. Awesome. Well, it was great. uh, Exciting to speak with you again. And thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Mm-hmm. My, my pleasure. Please let me know if I can ever be helpful. And I still pick up my phone. People can message me directly and I'm glad to help and be helpful. Well, thank you for being here, everybody. And thank you to Mark Warnke for joining us here today. And hey, here is to you and your Western lifestyle, however you define it. <laughs>